What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of A Song of Laugh and Death, a Game of Thrones review podcast by the Laugh and Death podcast. Of course, I'm your co-host, in a sense, Alex. We have Fernie. And of course, we have David. Unfortunately, we lost Manuel in the battle at Winterfell during the long night. <laughs> yeah, we we're going to do that. Uh, but Manuel won't be here with us during this episode, this review. But shout out to Manuel holding it down for us in the past episodes. We'll see you next week, man. Uh, remember, guys, check us out on YouTube.com slash Death. Follow us on Instagram at Death Podcast. Let us know what you think about these reviews. Let us know what you think about what you thought about this battle because it was a very intense battle. It was really awesome to see. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into some uh, theories towards the end of this episode of what's going to happen next. Maybe talk about a little bit of uh, the past episode or the prior episodes for season eight. Remember, this is the final, this is the series finale of Game of Thrones, and it's going to be really sad once we stop talking about this, but I've been having a great, really great time, so we're going to get into it. Uh, for right now, what are your impressions over this battle at Winterfell? Um, I guess I can go first. Um, I thought <laughs> it was good. I just, I was kind of emotionally fatigued watching uh, Endgame this weekend twice and just reliving that. And then, so when I watched Game of Thrones, I was like, all right, whatever. And then I watched it again the second time and noticed a lot more things. And I was just like, yeah, it was the, it was huge. Like, I wonder how much coordination and how much, how many hours it took to film all this. And it was just, I, I liked it. It was, was uh, it's my second favorite battle. Battle of the Bastards is still my favorite. Even though this one was way bigger and more chaotic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I loved it at first glance. I didn't blink for 82 minutes straight when we, when I first watched the premiere. And then I saw it again that night. Uh, starting taking notes so I could take notes for the, the episode. And I just I was like, okay. Ooh, that was rough. All right. And I continued to watch it. I'm like, that sucked too. All right, uh, that didn't make any sense. Like certain scenes in the in the episode didn't. It was it was. It started to get worse and worse, and then I saw it again um, yesterday night, and I and I'm convinced that this was not. It was good, not great. Uh, if I had to score it, I mean, we're not a publication or anything, but I give it like an eight out of ten. It had a lot of opportunities, um, yeah. but I I do feel like it. I felt the suspense and I felt the dread, but then you're like 75 minutes in and nobody big has died. Like none of our main, the top tier characters. And I was like, eh. And that, that was my same issue. Death. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted more death. The same mm-hmm. issue I had with uh, Endgame. No spoilers for Endgame, but like I see, I wanted more death. I needed more death. I needed more. Um, it was too classic of like, oh, we saved the day. Like, exactly. There was way too much plot armor going on. And we're going to use that term a lot in this uh, episode uh, recap. But like, yeah, it, it just, everybody was safe. There was like really no ramifications or no, I, I, I wanted a bloodier outcome. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. No, yeah. Um, I guess my take, it's in the same sense as yours. Like, but for me, it's like, it was overhyped. Like, I think it was overhyped and I was underwhelmed. But not in the sense of like, ah, that sucks. I was just like, I didn't know what to expect when people were saying, oh, this is the longest recorded battle or whatever on film, you know, and it's like a record or whatever. And like, it's going to be, it's going to be epic. And it was epic. I'm not going to say it wasn't because if we take into consideration, like the scenes that we see of like 
sky shots or whatever of like i mean i know it's probably cgi or whatever but even that how much production time that takes and like the all the skill and the teams that they have to have behind all that stuff like i take that into consideration so i was just like it was epic but i was like i thought it was going to be way more epic maybe with like more depths of important characters you know and uh but we'll get into it with the people who actually eventually end up dying but i give it like a strong seven or eight out of ten as well okay Cool. So this episode is called The Long Night. It was directed by Miguel Sapochnik, like I said last episode. Um, he filmed, uh, he was the director for Mother's Mercy, Heart Home, and The Battle of the Bastards uh, for Game of Thrones. So all the three big events that happened. And I mean, I think the episode was a little too long, and that may have that may have hurt the episode for me, that it was way too long. Uh, I did want more, and you're saying, oh, it was too long, but you wanted more. Uh, Heart Home was so compact in mm-hmm. that 20 minutes, it was nonstop, like nail biting. It was more scene by scene, a lot of detail, scene by scene, and over this was this was kind of stretched. Yeah, yeah I see and, what you mean. And a lot of people died, a lot of characters that we just got introduced, none of the, the main characters, but like there was more, I felt like scared for John in that in that scene. Um, and then the Battle of the Bastards, too, like I, I felt... Like I was with John in that pile and like mm-hmm. uh, suffocating and like I don't know it just made me feel more on those ep- on those uh, battles than in this one. But uh, this was his most ambitious uh, project overall. It took eleven weeks, which was fifty fi- uh, fifty five night shoots from six p.m. to six a.m. Um, <laughs> straight fifty five days straight. And he said he would never do it again, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I don't get. Cause if you're going to zoom into people's faces and just shake the camera a lot, then what's the point? <laughs> um, sorry. I don't want to take any credit from him, but it was a little weak. Um, there was up to 750 people on scene at any given time. It took $15 million to produce this episode. It was the longest episode of game of Thrones, uh, ever at 82 minutes and the longest of the season and the series. Uh, it was the largest battle sequence in TV history. And probably longer than the Battle of Helm's Deep, which is the Lord of the Rings movie in the third one, which is the Return of the King. Um, So, yeah, some quick uh, facts. Yeah, that's intense. The way they broke down this episode is it was in thirds. And you can pretty much tell, like, while you're watching it, is like the first first half or the first third was all suspense. Mm -hmm. Like... 10 minutes pass and nothing's happened yet. And they're just looking off into the dark, which looked like a waves of gray on my TV because of the fucking HBO compression. Absolutely sucks. Um, I watched it on 4K and I watched it on another TV, which is my better TV. And it would look a little bit better there. But like just when them looking out into the darkness and you don't see anything. I don't know. Um, yeah, they said that, that was intentional just to like to build suspense because it's like the monster you don't see like. You know that something's there, but you just don't see it. So it makes you think, like, what's when is it going to pop out? What's going to happen? You know, when when is it going to actually go down? And and you really feel it as they start uh, the episode. And the second, uh, third was uh, like a scary movie. And this is the section where Arya gets inside. She's inside the library, and that whole scene with oh, the, yeah, the hound and right. stuff. That was what their vision was for that part. So it was like the suspense, the horror movie. And then the last third is um, action. So it's an action movie where you actually see like people like dying and see people um, falling, and and it just it's way too much stuff going on. Kind of like a Michael Bay movie where it's like things are exploding, mm-hmm. and it just yeah, that's how they broke it up. But yeah, uh, did you have anything to add before we go into the recap? Uh, 
<laughs> there's a lot of criticism to this episode. I know, I know you. We're gonna get, probably get into it more, but oh yeah, and I agree with you guys that you. I wanted more in terms of death and stuff, but I felt like it was a solid episode. Like the more I watched it, the more I liked it. I know you went the other way. Like the more you watched it, the more you had problems with it, issues with it. Uh, so yeah, I might I might be a little bit on the not defensive, but a little bit more like chiming in to repeat some points and uh, let's just yeah because i feel like there's certain ways they could have done it better like i expected some more things that i wanted to see and i missed some opportunities but overall i thought it was it was a better episode than people online give it credit for i mean i did watch episode two right into episode three so i had that emotional connection again uh with the story um and then i had so watch episode two going to episode three and I'm like, okay, cool. And it ended, and then I just felt like, okay, episode two, what was the point? They focused on all these characters. They gave them their moment. They had a lot of touching moments, and then nobody fucking dies. Like, the, they survived all the odds. And, like, in the Battle of the Bastards, like, uh, Miguel Sapochnik says, like, it's all luck. Like, you see John dodging horses and, and dodging arrows, arrows and, and shit. He said it's all luck. Like... He he survived, like, and that's how you're supposed to be impressed. Here, it was just like, okay, quick cuts. Oh, we're still hacking and slashing. Ah, let me grunt. Like, it, it was, it was. I don't know. I, I'm, I was really upset with the episode. It was a solid piece of film, and 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 it was eventful. It was a bit, definitely a spectacle, but I, I was a little underwhelmed. I was whelmed, I guess. Cool. So we start off the episode with uh, Sam rubbing his hands in. In this first 10 minutes of the episode, you really feel like a lot of tension building. Um, we see a lot of motion uh, as everyone's preparing for war. We see Theon wheeling Bran around to the weirwood tree. We see Tyrion grab a sword and a bag of wine. I'm like, ah, oh, typical Tyrion. I'm like, he's going to step up. Just watch. He's getting that, that liquid courage in him. Uh, we also see the dragons fly by overhead, and you hear the screeching. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's going, it's going to go down. We see the Dothraki line up. We see the Unsullied led by Grey Worm. Um, and then we get a pan of the front lines where we see Brienne and Podrick and Jamie standing in front of the Erie, the army of the Erie army. And then we also see the wildlings um, on the other side where Tormund and Beric and, and the Hound and mm-hmm. Gendry, Ed and Sam were lined up. And I'm like, holy shit. Like it was, everything looked really impressive at, mm-hmm. at first glance. I was yeah. like, I was like, okay, my heart kept racing. I'm like, this is, this is incredible. Like it looks massive. And then we get that really good look um, from John and Daenerys as they were uh, riding off. Uh, they land on the captain's post. Let's just call that little mountain cliff where they see everything over mm-hmm. uh, uh, down below. And I don't know. I was like, okay, whew, like I was getting chills, like just watching everything happen. Um, and then we see a weird figure uh, ride in, and it's Melisandre. She speaks with Jor and tells him to tell the Dothraki to raise their swords. And I was like, okay, what's she gonna do? And she just she grabs it, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fucking awesome. And, and it so, was, and it she says was a prayer. fucking awesome. Yeah, she says some like Lord of Light prayer shit, or she's speaking in High Valyrian, isn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And yeah, she she does this freaking spell or whatever. Even though the Thraker are confused and stuff, but then yeah, everything is just like a wave of just like a building up across the entire army of Amazing the Dothraki effect, and which the, is super cool. The Me and my girl were like. Oh shit, like it's gonna go down. Like, this is badass. And everybody's smiling, like, fuck yeah. Everybody's also like, this is badass. <laughs> you know, like, fuck yeah. And they got me. The director said, he's like, we did that intentional so that you felt 
that they actually had stood a chance. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, this is yeah, they got me because we expected Melisandre uh, to come in this episode, or we kind of like theorized that she might come in, have and, some type of yeah sway within the yeah, yeah yeah. And we thought maybe like since the Lord of Light versus the Lord of Light or the Night King, which is ice and mm-hmm. which is fire, and then like I know we were talking about it off air. Um, like what? How did we expect her to come back with like an army of other priestesses or whatever? And it was just her, which is fine. And then yeah, that happening, and I was like, holy shit, that's that's awesome. And then uh, yeah, so it's like it's like okay, you have this wild ass army, the Dothraki. Now you have this wild ass fire Dothraki army. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like fuck. Yeah, you are a bunch of badasses. Yeah, dude. like they're awesome the way they they rally and they're they, savages yeah. like they're fucking crazy and and jorah's there next to them he he's right next to the dothraki isn't he on horseback mm-hmm. yeah yeah he leads the charge uh-huh which kind of it's kind of sad because of the guy with the eyeliner who's been like the head of the dothraki is being led by like a westerner <laughs> yeah oh well uh so melisandre rides by a gray worm and tells him bala margulis and i was like hey, where's his love like uh, 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 his... fire spears at least come on every fucking dope. fire arm or something <laughs> but shout out to melisandre for lighting up this episode because it was pretty much it was lit like <laughs> <laughs> it was lit <laughs> the rest really? of the episode <laughs> uh and then davos walks with, walks with conviction down to meet melisandre and remember he said in the last time that they were together mm-hmm. that he would execute her if, if he ever he saw, saw her again yeah and John said the same fucking thing. So, and they do meet up. They meet ways in in the castle behind the walls, and uh, she tells him, "There's no th- need to execute me. I'll be dead before dawn." Yeah. And she's walking away, but then she looks at Arya. Yeah, she she kind of locks eyes with Arya, and and they stare at each other for a yeah. while. And even Arya's like, kind of like, what you know? They're both kind of there's like there's a message between between eyes that's, that's happening there. Mm-hmm. So, I, mean, I don't know if that. If y'all saw that, that there was like some type of relevance in that in the late in the end of the episode, but definitely, yeah. I, we're not going to get closure. We're not going to find out where the f- Melisandre was at, but she came in confident, and that's the first time we actually. She's always portrayed as confident, but when it came to the wars or anything like some, her calling a big shot, like that, no, she must have gone off and been like something is right, and that's why I guess we got that that moment between mm-hmm. them, yeah. So the Dothraki charge forward, led by Jorah, and the catapults launch, and my heart starts racing. I'm like, oh, shit, and they're going out there with their flaming swords. And that was an epic shot, too, of the uh, Dothraki incredible. galloping, the, those freaking cannonball, like, freaking on fire just overhead. That looked fucking awesome. I'm like, holy shit, this is going down. We like, get a lot of perspective ready. from it, because we see Brienne's point of view, where we see the, the launch, and then we see them run it riding away. We get... Uh, Jorah's point of view from yeah. Ghost coming up, and you see the balls flying overhead. We zoom back out to Daenerys, uh, Daenerys and John. They're looking overhead. And they're like holding their breath, like okay. And you see, you see that, yeah, you see the the threat running across the field with, with their flaming swords, and it just, yeah, that that looked awesome too. Yeah, and then the fire starts to go out little by little, and you yeah, just see like, like, like the little. See, I I loved. Uh, I know you just said that like Melisandre should get an award for lighting this episode up. I love this part in particular where it was the the troops at Winterfell, and then a little bit like I want to say like ten yards, it's just the 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 moonlight, and then it's pitch black where the where the where the whites are at or zombies, whatever we're gonna call them. And then when the Thraki are riding forward, like it's still pitch black. It's just the light of their the swords, and then. They're riding, and then the, you just see a 
big giant like come out of nowhere and then the army of the dead just take him out one by one and i love that they didn't they didn't have the battle um like the Raki fighting the battle on camera, like fighting fighting the zombies on camera, it was from a perspective of the troops back at Winterfell looking across the field and seeing the lights turn off. Window and shit. Yeah, because it's just like, oh shit! Like you don't know how, you don't know how many they are or yeah. what's going on. You just know that they're you're losing. Yeah, if that if that isn't enough to tell you, like I'm sure they understand that the Dothraki are a fucking savage group of people. If their those fires are dwindling, that's like. Fuck, we're fucked. It's like, that, what kind of message is that giving the rest of the, the people who are going to fight? And I'm just like, shit, we're yeah. fucked. And then yeah. after, and after that, you see people coming out of the darkness, like running back. Some horses to, coming alone. To Winterfell, yeah. The Thraki off their horses, which, I mean, they, they hardly ever do that in battle. They always ride in horses or whatever. And Jorah just coming back and not even saying anything. Yeah, just looking he like, looks kind of like, he's kind of leaning to one side and his face just looks like, <laughs> what the, Holy overwhelmed. Shit. Yeah. He doesn't even look like he's trying to message it. Talk to like come into contact with the rest of the the fleets or whatever the armies. Yeah, and it, I know it's only a few seconds. I, I I take it it's supposed to be a, a few minutes in show term or in real life terms or whatever. But they get destroyed, and that that's where I was like, oh fuck, it's on. Like they they're gonna they're gonna struggle going forward. A lot of people are complaining also. Like, why even send the Dothraki by themselves? Like, you know that they have. Like thousands more more dead than you do, so you just send like a couple hundred Dothraki to go do what, like kill them. Um, so people are being like, "Oh, their their battle plans were stupid," and it's like, "Yeah, but it's it's just it's a war. Like you don't know what to expect. Like maybe yeah. that was they thought they can go in, see how many they are, and get out because they have the horses. Like they're the cavalry. They're gonna yeah. go in, maybe circle around, and maybe and and that's the thing too. The fact that they're fighting this army of dead." They don't. They've never fought. And they've never fought this type of opponent, so they don't know how they work, right? Yeah. So it's just like a, it's just giant confusion and like, let's see what works. Yeah. Like, well, they, the re, the way they would work is that they would run into their opponent, like with their horses, break up their wall or whatever they were trying to build. But they just they must have gotten slaughtered by waves of the yeah, undead. That's, that's they what were I'm thinking saying. they were good, they would be able to spread them out or anything like that and yeah. like fight them on. That's yeah. why it's like the it's like that's that battle for everybody else except for maybe John, I guess, is like that's the first time they fight an opponent like that. Yeah. They don't know what the opponent is capable of. You yeah, know, they yeah. don't know how they fight. And I like that you said waves because we'll we'll get to, we'll go see a scene like that right now in a bit. As the, as we see the fires go out, uh Daenerys can't stand to see her people fall because remember they're there for her. That they're fighting her war or John's war, so she gets so she breaks motivated. the plan and she gets on Drogon and rides off and starts lighting those bitches up. And it is so cool to see um, her. I, she doesn't stick to plan, which fucking sucks. But I mean, her you know, seeing Drogon light people up is incredible to me. Then we see the army of the dead rush in and swarm everyone in waves. It literally looked like a fucking tsunami of bones and flesh and it just like there was it's fucking weird to see it it was really weird because as i was watching it with just for like instance i was watching it with my girl and like i'm looking at it and my face is just kind of like what the fuck do you do i'm like what the fuck happens now there's no like they don't know what the fuck to do to do you know what i mean it doesn't matter how good you are at fighting one-on-one or or four-on-one when you're getting mad like that that is crazy i started thinking like how the hell are they gonna do it like I, I thought, maybe smaller weapons would be better. Or I, I'm trying to like all the tactics in my head are trying to play out, and 
I couldn't I couldn't see any way of winning. It's it's crazy. So Daenerys and John light up the dead with their dragons. Uh, they fly off and they see the general sitting in the back on their horses, and then a huge storm comes in and fucks everything up. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, where the hell did this shit come from? And I was like, well, they do bring the cold with them, but like, it was too. <sighs> Well, I mean, maybe well, they can control it and, like, they can just... Well, before before Daenerys uh, gets on her horse... I mean, her horse. Her dragon. Her dragon horse. Uh, before <laughs> yeah. she gets on her dragon and, and flies off to go help her people, uh, John mentions, like, the Night King is coming. So he wasn't... We mentioned last episode, we didn't see him there at the with the other generals, like, when the episode closed. And John was saying, like, the Night King is coming. She's like, the dead are already here. So that's when she goes to help her people. And John goes along with her. And then when they're flying off, John notices the generals sitting there on their horses, and he's like, "Right, yeah, let me go swoop down and burn them," and and they kind of just don't even react; they just kind of look at him. And I was like, "Is he really going to kill them like that easily?" And that's when the yeah. the storm comes in, because I think that's when the Night King himself was bringing the winter. He was probably above the winter um, and the and the. Like his magical power of bringing winter with him and all the snow and all the dust, and it kind of blew, almost blew him off his dragon. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's that was the Night King arriving because after that's when they had to the fight with the Night King on, on the dragon. Dude, I, I can imagine that shit because I've ridden. My girl's mom used to have a, a little moped, and I've ridden like just on the moped, which only goes thirty five miles per hour without glasses. Fucking sucks. Watery eyes, I can't imagine 75, 80 miles per hour. I don't know how fast a dragon fucking flies, but in snow and dust and dirt and shit in the cold, fucking, I mean, that's where Blue Steel probably helped him, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking, eyes like eyes closed. That shit must suck, dude. So, yeah, I could, see, I could totally see that affecting. And then the dragon's out of its element, right? Those dragons are fire, warm, kind of, I guess, type of animal. They so. don't like the north. Yeah, it's cold. Uh, it's just, yeah. And then he brings the cold, so I can see that shit. And I know you were complaining uh, about like visibility when the store came in, and I I like that they used that those element of like, yeah, he's the Night King. He's gonna bring the winner with them. Like he's gonna be in his element, like fighting. Uh, so it makes sense. Like when everything just goes to shit, and you're it's this chaos of like there's snow falling down, there's gusts of wind, and there's mud, and there's people fighting next to you there's dead everywhere you don't know who's who and you're just like what the fuck's going on they just superman 64 the shit out of the camera where it was too foggy it was too too framey like the wind like i think it was messy for messy's sake they were trying to cover up a lot of special effects stuff like that i get it but they ruined it man like the fog like the field of view was like only a foot in front of you or like even on tv i'm like squinting trying to watch it and all these memes start coming up Wow. Because of the episode. And- I think that's overplayed. Like, I think it was good enough to add the chaos and, like, the, sus- the suspense, of, suspense of it. Like, I don't think it was too bad. And if it was, it was only for, like, what, five minutes of the show? Where no, they did with the rest were, of the episode. Well, they were, no, because they were fighting, they were fighting there and then they were re- doing the retreat. And then that's when Melisandre lights the trenches. Like, it wasn't like it was a whole episode. And then when they're inside Winterfell itself, like, it's still kind of... But it's like there's, warm. There's fire, warm yeah, there's, there's warm colors. And in the and the uh, Game of Thrones reveal, like, the 40-minute shot or clip that they put on... on uh, I need a pause. Oh. On that 40-minute clip that they showed on YouTube, um, the lighting guy was talking about how 
they were doing warm colors inside Winterfell because like you needed to see more and then how they did the moon and just uh, the fire itself like how, how they added more color with that yeah I think in the moments where it's, it's it's in the moments where they're they're in the sky with the dragons is the moments where it's kind of like there's confusion you can't really see that much that those are the, the most of the moments where it's like I think it's I, I agree with Rennie like it's right it's right for what the episode is trying to portray that this army of the dead this army you've never understood how they fight it's a bunch of confusion it's, it's supposed to be chaos and shit yeah and i'm not saying like your criticism is invalid like or anybody else's criticism that thought it was muddy or ugly because it does look muddy and ugly like i would give yeah, that and i was fucking squinting like yeah what and, the fuck is going but on? i was okay with it and i don't i just i hate when people overplay on like one little gripe like they just pick something and they stick with it and then that's like oh this whole episode's ruined because i couldn't see shit like well i mean thematically yeah that, that would make sense because you're there on the north. It's snowing. Night King brings fucking thing. It's a long night. It's at night. You don't want you don't you want them to do the battle in the evening, or like in noon. It's not it's not the long noon. It's a long night. The long brunch. Yeah. Let's get mimosas first, and then let's go fight. Let's get ales. I mean, I saw it on my iPad, and it didn't look as bad either. Like when I was watching it the third time, and it looked better. But like watching it on my sixty-five inch four K TV. Like it looked like garbage. Like it was too pixelated. Like even when they're when the storm comes in and Danny and and, and John are in the air and in the clouds, it just looks like rainbow. And I'm like, it's supposed to be gray. It, like it's it's clouds. And like the way it was pixelated and stuff. I don't know how you saw. It. I don't know if you saw it on your phone or I your saw, laptop. I saw it on my projector. And my projector, like it's it's an, it's an okay one. It's uh, it's like 1080p, but. Like everything with the colors, and I don't have a sc- I don't have a gr- um a screen a screen, so it's just like on your wall, kind of like an off white wall. Uh, so and it looked, it looked fine for me. Like I, that's why I was like I don't know where the criticism is coming from. Maybe because it was bigger and like the colors were a little bit more, they weren't as uh mine were a little bit more muted, so they weren't as sharp where you could see all the pixelation for you or for everybody else. Like maybe that's why. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there was a good contrast of like. Fog and snow, and then the the fire. You know what I mean? That from like Melisandre and all the shit she does and stuff. I think it was good contrast on both ends. Yeah, but I mean, and to put it anything like um, like put this behind us. Like next episode, it looks like it's gonna be sunny as fuck because they're gonna go to King's Landing. It might be too bright. Yeah. All right, Arya tells Sansa to go to the crypts, uh, and you can definitely see a concern on her face. And hands uh, Sansa, Arya hands Sansa a dragon glass dagger. Sansa says to Arya, what do I do with this? And Arya tells her, stick him with the pointy end, which is a really cool callback to Ar- uh, John telling Arya uh, to stick him with the pointy end when he <laughs> gave her needle in season one, episode two. And there's also an episode called The Pointy End, which is in season one, episode eight, which is kind of cool. Oh, little, little callbacks. We had a, a lot of quick cuts uh, from all of our heroes. I was holding my breath the entire time. Um, I thought one of them could have died at any moment because, like, Sam, you see him, like, fighting him off, as, uh, and then he gets overwhelmed, and uh, he gets knocked down, mm-hmm. and then Ed comes over and saves him. He picks him up and says, get up, and then he gets we lose up. our first uh, casualty of the entire show, and uh, Ed gets a sword through the chest. Couldn't tell where it came yeah, from. Yeah, I almost thought it was through, through the his back, back of his head. Through the, oh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was just to the back, like, yeah, chest there, like, height. Because I saw blood come out here, and I thought it was like a blade that went through his mouth, and then they pulled it out before they could show it. Because I saw blood, but maybe he just coughed it up. It yeah. was one of the moments where I'm like, I couldn't really see what happened. Yeah, so he ha- he saves him, but Sam's out of it, and 
things start to slow down and get mono, and then you you look over and you see Jamie and Brienne fighting. I'm like, oh no, here it comes, here it comes, <laughs> and then we quit. It, we quick cut to Sam running away. Classic and classic Sam. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so Sansa goes over to the crypts, and I thought she was going to do a little bit more uh, with with this because, like in season three, when or no season two, when the the Battle of the Blackwater, when she's in the the tower with uh, Cersei and the mm-hmm. rest of the women, uh, she tries to keep everybody calm because everybody's panicking, and she starts to sing a song and like gets everybody to start like knitting praying. and doing praying and knitting yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and I thought she was going to go down there and like fucking take charge and like do that but she doesn't even do it she doesn't speak to anyone um but yeah i don't know but she wants to be lady of winterfell no uh uh later on she tells um i mean we'll talk about it more when we get there but she tells theon like i mean not theon Tyrion, like there's nothing we can do so i felt and like i if they're fighting the dead they're not just fighting some other people that are to be like all right, well, we might keep you alive because, you know, we're decent human beings or something. Like, even though we just conquered the <laughs> land, yeah. uh, like, they still can, like, reason with them or talk yeah, to yeah. them. And there's be like, no yeah, reasoning here. There's no reasoning here. Like, it, there's, there's nothing you can do. And she tells Tyrion that later. Like, like maybe she's just thinking, oh, we're either d- live or die. Yeah. There's no, like, what if. Uh, and you're right. Like, the people uh, that see her when she goes in there, they kind of know, like, the only reason she's sitting here is because something's going wrong, and they kind of look at her like, kind of like, "Hey, what are you? Are you gonna? What are you gonna do?" Like, yeah, but that was her chance, right? Yeah. Those are her people. Some yeah. input from her. They were just waiting for some input or some like something from her. Yeah, they did have that face, but yeah, we'll get into that Tyrion part later. Okay, so while in the snowstorm, John and Daenerys, which I completely believe, they fly into each other. Mm-hmm. Insane! I, yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" I, I thought they were like, I thought it was a Night King. Yeah, me I just too. Shook my head. Uh, I was like, what? and then it's them, and I'm like, fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tormund and the others plan their t- retreat, and the Unsullied protect everyone as they flee. I thought that this was really cool. Um, that the Unsullied like totally like went for it. They, they, they yeah. stood their fucking ground. They hold dude. the line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John and Rhaegal, uh dip below the storm, and they land over by the weirwood tree uh, to go check in on uh, Bran. Uh, the dead are starting to break through the intersection, and Arya saves the hound by shooting an arrow at him, uh, at uh, one of the whites uh, that was chasing after him. Grey Worm calls for the trenches to be lit, and Daenerys can't see them because she's still out in the storm. This is this is where one of these moments of where the the fog and type of shit like that because she's she's up above the clouds and she can see fire like kind of you can see this warm color underneath yeah the glow underneath the clouds but she can't tell. Well, she can't see it yet. Well, yeah, yeah, but there's like a scene where I don't know if it's John or her. They're flying, and I guess the signal where Sir Davos is supposed to be going like this for them to light the trenches. He's like, they can't see us, and she's like, and they are looking down. They're trying to maybe look for the signal. This, this, uh, few and and like ignites a confusion in the viewer of like, fuck, dude, they really can't see anything. It's just more chaos and confusion. Yeah, and that was a tension of like Davos be like, oh, they can't hear us, and yeah, think to the archers like light the trench, and then you see. Them shooting the the fire arrows at the trench and, and they're going out and they're going out because of the wind <laughs> yeah, and, the, the, and cold. the cold and it's just like damn like it's really that strong you yeah. know fuck um and they're not what they're not far away from the trenches I mean no and and you see uh, I think a little bit before this when you said that um, Grey Worm asked to like light the trenches on fire like he he's covering the retreat then suddenly covering the retreat and then he goes over the bridge and. 
and he just looks like he makes a snap decision, uh, snap moment decision, and like pulls the bridge and it collapses it. So his his troops, his unstudied troops, are still on the other Those side. Are his yeah. brothers, like that's like, and yeah. he could tell he had issue with like doing that. Yeah. Again, he's just like fuck. It has to be done to yeah. protect everybody. I thought he was being a coward. Like at first, when I, on first watch, I was like, "Oh, fucking!" He just like nah, him to I, die. But and then he, I, I felt like he was scared, but he wasn't a oh, coward. Yeah. No, he was like, definitely scared. He was definitely and felt for them too because that is his fucking army and who he was, who he yeah. is. Yeah. Um. And he's just like I have to sacrifice them for the greater good. I, I felt that in like the second watching of it, like just being like, "Oh, it's like just all that emotion in his face and like." He wouldn't do that if he didn't have a good reason to. Yeah, definitely. And like how we mentioned last uh, last uh, season or last episode when he's like, I was never afraid of anything in battle. I'm I'm afraid of losing my, my, uh, Masandi. I felt like this time in battle, he was scared. Yeah, you can visually see it on yeah. his face. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, uh, that was a good moment too. Just no, yeah, definitely. To show the chaos and like the confusion that the storm the storm brought. Mm-hmm. So Melisandre lights the trenches using her magic or prayer and uh, holds off the horde, but not for long. I also um, want to touch on this of her lighting the trenches because this is also another big thing where as she's trying to light this trench, you can kind of see that maybe there's a dwindle of like hesitation of her faith of like, this isn't going to work. Like she's, hold, she's holding on to that piece of log and she's saying her, her prayer or whatever. And she's kind of seeing people uh, fighting and going down and dying next to her. And she's like, fuck, you can kind of start seeing... From when she first does it, she's confident as shit. And then you kind of see her blinking and like her just, eyebrows raise and she starts kind of, oh shit, like this might not work. And it's just in fucking time. The zombie's about to fucking come to her face and whew, everything just fucking explodes. I think awesome, that was an another awesome, awesome scene. effect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hated this. I thought the scene lasted too long. I didn't like it because they, already, they were already adding the tension of the zombies coming towards her and like. And just the thing not going off and, like, just her urgency in her voice, like, getting a little bit faster with the prayer, like, whatever it was, and just gets getting faster until it finally lights up. And I was just like, they didn't, don't mess with my heart that, man, that way, I think man. I think it was good because, like, yeah, it's, like, it's fucking messing with you. And it's, like, first we thought the swords were a nice beacon of hope. It's like, oh, and then they fucking got killed. And now this is another beacon of hope. Oh, fucking. And then as we progress, we'll see what happens after they light these trenches, uh, but... And to talk about the technical side of the trenches first, I saw that I was mentioning. I saw that thing on on YouTube, um, and they did like they did actual wood for the for the things there, um, but then they also had pipes to look to look like wood, so they can burn it for a while and not the and not have the branches or like not the branches the the logs like burn away. Oh, okay, so it, it kind of looks like wood, um, and then it can last a lot longer. So. For them to film, so. yeah, yeah, it was like a mix of steel beams and, and wood logs. Shit, man. Yeah, and they it looked freaking intense. It looked awesome. They used like nine tons of, of, like gas. Yeah, it Jesus. was like a liquid, uh, gas thing where they, the liquid lights in the bottom, and then it kind of just that. And, the, and you see it too when, when it's lighting up. When it lights up, it goes in a wave also. Like, yeah. So it's just catching fire as it goes. Uh, so. It starts from where she's at, right, and it kind of yeah both, both ends. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. The hound starts to freak out because of the fire, (laughs) and he has like a really bad like PTSD moment where he's just like "fuck this" and runs off. And then we cut to Tyrion staring at the staircase inside the crypt, and he feels like he could make a difference. And he's like, "If I was out there, I could actually do something. Uh, There might be missing something that they don't see, and I could help." And Sansa tells Tyrion that they're useless, and 
She's like, just face it. We're useless. Like, we're, there's no point. Also, Ariel, I'm sorry. They also speak about their relationship and how it wouldn't work. Loyalties, yeah. Uh, he was with her. He was her best husband, though. I thought that was really funny. Because, like, first husband was Joffrey. Second husband was Ramsay. And then... Or second husband was Tyrion. Tyrion and then third oh, yes, husband yes, yes. Yeah, was Ramsay. Yeah, they talk so, about that. And and what's in this exchange, they talk about him with Daenerys. Correct? And Masande's also in the crypts. What is what I forget what she says. Sansa uh, says, "Oh, it wouldn't work because of your loyalties to the Dragon Queen." To the Dragon Queen, yeah. And and Masande butts in, and she's right. She's like, "Yeah, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Daenerys being here, we'd all be dead right now." Yeah, she's a little bitch. Like, come on. That was dope. I liked it. It was a good, but because Sansa's whole time still in the crypts, they're being attacked. They can hear the screams, and she's still like, "I'm fucking Lady of Winterfell. I'm the fucking queen of my area of the North." You know, uh, like, bitch, get the fuck off your high horse. That's what I thought. If somebody didn't insult me in my house, bitch, I'm going to have something to say. Right now, the house is the house of the fucking dead at this moment because everybody's fucking dying. So I liked that what Masande said. I really did enjoy it. Yeah, and that, you talked about Tyrion taking the wine down there, and you said, like, oh, he's probably going to get some liquid. Like, he probably get some liquid courage. He did get some liquid courage because he was just drinking, and he's like, man, if I was out there, I would have done all this shit. Like, you, you always see those people on, on Facebook where they hear, like, Oh, this happened to so and so. I was like, man, if I was there, I'd taken <laughs> care of it. And that's what Tyrion was doing. He was just like, uh, like maybe. And Sansa tells him, like, no, like we're here because we're useless. Like that, like we're doing the bravest thing, like getting out of the way. Like we're we're being brave by face facing the truth in the face yeah, that we can't do anything. True. And that's that's why I was saying, like, when she was in King's Landing, like she still had that thing in the back of her head that she can reason with them, or she thought like. Her faith was going to save her, like, you know, and now she knows that nothing she does is going to make anything better. Um, and, yeah, Masanji was just like... You didn't like that exchange? Uh, I liked it because it kind of it kind of put uh, the perspective of, yeah, they're working together, but there's still tension there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Masande exchange, what Masande said to her gave more of a perspective of, like, Bitch, we're here helping. We're here helping. Yeah, cause and the Sansa side is just like, fuck that. Like you're you're with fucking this dragon chick. Like, yeah, because she says, well, well, so with, she's still salty. She's like, without the dragon queen, there would there wouldn't be no problems because we'd be dead. Yeah, I like that exchange. It was fucking awesome. We cut to Theon uh, apologizing to Bran, and Bran says, uh, "Everything you did before brought you here uh, now, and uh, where you belong, home." And then Bran pieces out and says, like, I'll be, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm going, I'm going to go now. And then he wargs into the ravens. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? It's a pretty cool scene with the ravens taking off and they find the Night King in the, in the, which was a cool fucking shot too of the Night King, like on the dragon. It looked fucking menacing. Like, I had, um, I had a brief moment when I thought the, that Bran was warging into the Night King. And I was like, what? Because, yeah, you see the ravens going up to the Night King, and then the Night King's eyes are white, like they're not blue in that, in that scene, and he has his hand, like, pointed out to the That's right. to the people, or to the, um, to the zombies, and they slowly start walking into the fire, like, one by one, and I was like, oh shit, Bran's, like, working into the Night King, and the Night King is working into them to... Kill them. To kill them, 
But then we see that they're I can see that <laughs> they're slowly going into the fire to form like a little a bridge a bridge of yeah. bodies. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, okay, well, it wasn't the Night King then. So the Night King was working into just them by themselves. As, as soon as that that first zombie goes in and <laughs> just kind of like Ugh, right, my girl was like, "Huh, fucking dumbass." I'm like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "No, what? Look what they're doing!" And she's like, "What?" And they're just piling on top of each other. And she's like, "Holy shit!" She's like, "Oh fuck, this fucked me up." <laughs> Just making a bridge of zombie. Yeah, because zombie I mean, they're just—they're not alive, so they don't care whether they live or not. They're just—they're just there to kill and to sacrifice their body to get more killing done. They'll do it in a heartbeat. Or there's a hundred thousand of them. They can lack sacrifice of. a few, <laughs> or like thereof. Heartbeat. God damn it! Uh, but do you all think he went anywhere else other than warging into the ravens? Because after that, that's the only moment we see those ravens, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, and then and, he's, and he was warging the entire time until they reach we, I, we go back to. The I Hollywood. don't I don't think so. Uh, at first, I thought maybe he was warging into the ravens and like sending word to other like houses down south, like, "Hey, we defeated the Night King." Because I felt like he 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 would know or this is still before though. Oh, because he would know in yeah. the instances to come. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I felt like oh maybe uh, spoilers they defeated the Night King. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, or maybe it was like. Sending more ravens, like, hey, if we fall here, be ready, type of thing. But I, I don't think it's that. Like, I mean, just because it was the ravens, and then yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know what to expect either. Like the whole time, he's just fucking. Yeah, I think he was just like keeping an eye on everything. Like, because if he knew what was gonna happen, he then had there to. Was, there, then there was no reason to right act like drastic. Yeah, if he knew the outcome. Yeah, he had to make sure things were going. Future. Things were going in the way that he saw them. Like, yeah. if something were different than him, then he might have a cause yeah. for concern. True. Okay, so we do get a uh, quick cut of Daenerys uh, burning up more of the undead. And I thought her tactics were pretty stupid. She was burning the rear of the horde when she should have been burning the front by. She should have been doing like waves in front of the trench and just like wiping them out that True, way. True, because there was nobody there anymore, right? Yeah, no. There was everybody. She was getting all the ones in the back. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, we do see John, uh, while he's perched there uh, by the weirwood tree, he looks up and he sees uh, the Night King kind of like just hovering over. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking good scene. Like just watching him and he like gets on Rhaegal and so like, he goes after him. And I was like, I lost my shit at that point. I was like, fuck about John. Go get it. <laughs> I was like super ecstatic that we were going to get like a, an aerial fight or something like that. Uh, but we didn't. Not yet, at least. So the hard the the horde starts to climb uh, the wall, and uh, Brienne says, "Jamie, he starts to get overwhelmed as they start like to trickle over." Uh, and there's another instance where we have a hero in danger, and then he's not. And we get a lot of those scenes. Um, yeah, where so. where they're being overwhelmed, and then somebody comes, like they see them in the comes and and rescues them, and yeah, then friend, yeah. friend, friend, like oh, it's okay, you're good, we're good, we're good. Just a lot of that. And doesn't when John goes to fly um, after the the Night King? Doesn't he like the Night King lose them in the in the clouds? Yeah, he loses the Night King, and then or well, that's still to come. It's because he was down here at Comic Con, dude. <laughs> oh. Came over here real quick. Shout out. <laughs> uh, so we also get a quick cut of the Hound suffering from PTSD, and uh, we also could have a quick cut of Arya kicking ass with the staff that um, Gendry made for her. And, dude, I was so fucking ecstatic watching that shit dope. happen. Yeah. She was fucking kicking ass. and Oh, yeah. And the way she was maneuvering her with the zombies as well, you know, like, there was a moment where she rolls over their backs, doesn't she? Like, yeah. down the stairs, like, 
Dude, she's just so fucking cool. She's like, about to go down the, the staircase and she breaks it in half and she's still fucking killing him. And then she just, yeah, she does her little barrel roll and lands on the bottom. And she does that thing that, that you were talking about, like you wanted to see where where she's in that like wall and it's and it's a long it's long so she's using the two the staff by it's like a uh, long ways and using both sides and and then like she drives the the staff through two zombies and then once she gets into the smaller quarter of the stairwell that's when she breaks it apart and starts fighting like that and i was like oh shit david was right like she's gonna use that close quarter combat and she and she does it so fucking cool. and uh Maisie william williams she yeah. does that stunt of like going over the the zombies like herself and i was like oh shit like shit. she's really good and the the stunt coordinator was praising her because she does not most of her stunts but like just the things that she can do she would she would she would trial them like she doesn't that like, like all the combat stuff like yeah, she would that's do. dope dude adds even more to the character like that's so cool yeah. also is she's a, a right-handed fighter but aria in the books is a left-handed fighter so she learned all of the combat left-handed so by the end of the series, she's abidextrous when it comes to yeah. wielding weapons, and it's really fucking cool. Yeah, cause she she started in season one when she's practicing with practicing with Sarah for all. Like mm-hmm. even back then, she was like, "All right, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right." Dude, yeah, hell yeah, we get awesome. a we get a quick cut to Davos, and he seems really impressed with Arya. He's like, <laughs> his little fingers, his no, his nubs, his nubbins. Um, we get a big banging at the front gate of the castle, and uh, a giant breaks down the front door and bitch slaps lady mormon oh god dude um and then we have this really cool scene where this giant is like clubbing people left and right and uh, lady mormon gets up and that i people are making memes of it like it being funny but i thought it was fucking visceral yeah the way she starts yelling yeah i like like how you were talking about uh off air we were like hanging out and stuff you were talking about like the parallels of like oh this battle was based depicted kind of closely to this battle or whatever and i kind of thought of like is it david and goliath how like this small man versus this beast of a fucking human like this could this contrast you know that's what i kind of thought of because she's this little furious freaking girl and then this massive fucking giant dead giant at that like they go head to head so i kind of thought about that that shit was cool yeah, the giant picks her up, brings him to eye level. You hear her plate armor and her body just Crushing. crush. Oh. And she's struggling, and he brings her really close to his face, and she grabs the dragon glass dagger and stabs him in the eye. Fucking brutal and incredible and so fitting yeah. for this character. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad she went out like that. Yeah. That's dude. so fucking awesome. I, like, I even hearing her prepare, like, Go to that game. Like her screaming, I was like, this bitch got some lungs on her. And I was like, hell yeah, she's fucking dope, <laughs> dude. She was just, oh man, rest in peace, Lady Mormont. Yeah, real. and there was, a lot real of, one. there was a lot of criticism of her being like a, just a fan, like a ploy from the writers to get fans and like, to to like, like the Buy episode. into the thing. Yeah, it was just like, oh, they're just using her as a, as a, like lazy writing because just put her in there and people are going to love it, you know? And I liked the, uh, like yeah, she said uh, the actor, the actress that plays her, said like uh, I was like I didn't want to do the show anymore, like just kind of like, but I'm glad they gave her this this ending because yeah. that's the way she would want to go out. And know. that's 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 like yeah, that's like I'm comfortable with how she went out. That's like yeah. the perfect way. Like why not? Y'all should check out the. Uh, I know you saw it, but you should check out the uh, making of that scene uh, with Lady Mormont. They used a lot of different camera tricks to. Um, replicate that and they actually had an actual actor uh do like 
a little bit of the part, and then the rest was all CG, and you can barely tell. Shit. Awesome, crazy uh, computer work that they, uh, camera work that they used. Uh, so we do have a, cu- a quick cut to John and Daenerys uh, flying uh, in the clouds, and we do. They're going after the Night King, and he just like raises up, and they they go up, and they're above the clouds, and it was like so peaceful. It's kind of like the eye of a hurricane, uh-huh. where it's just like there's it's everything's so peaceful. You see the clouds like rumbling and like having like, and below it's death, chaos, and fucking. exactly. And it was so cool. And then the freaking Night King comes from underneath and starts blowing uh, the blue fire, the blue flames over at uh, Drogon, and uh, quick. Quick one-two scene, and then we cut back to uh, Arya sneaking around the halls of Winterfell. Um, but prior to that, we do see Davos trying to... Uh, not Davos, but we get uh, Beric trying to snap the hound out of it. And he's like, we're all fucked. It's all over. Like, we shouldn't... He's <laughs> yeah. like, well, you need to keep fighting. And it's like, <laughs> he's like, it's over. And he's like, you need to keep fighting like her. And you see her, like, roll off the edge of a... Of, like, the little, sh- like, I guess, like a hut or something that's kept in there. <laughs> but yeah, before yeah. this happens... What he says to Beric, he's like, shut the fuck up, you whore. He calls <laughs> he him does? a whore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. I miss that. It's like, a, it reminds me of like, it's always sunny. Like where, like D will call a guy, you fucking son of a bitch. Like you bitch. He'll call a man a bitch or like, he's calling a man a whore. Like he's just, you could tell he's overwhelmed, you know, like he's just kind of blabbering about. Uh, it's fucking awesome. And it's the second time he's like, something like this has happened to him. Like at the Battle of the Blackwater, he, he froze up also like he just like fuck fuck the king and fuck this i'm just leaving yeah uh, uh so I, it's kind of changing my perspective on the hound itself as a character like he has no problem picking on people that can't defend themselves against him but once he gets some resistance like he just when he knows he's either matched or can't or can be beat he's like yeah he finds this little corner of himself and and just hides there yeah yeah so yeah we have uh a quick scene of, or not a quick scene, but we end the first half or the first third of the the episode, and we move into the inners of uh, Winterfell, where Arya sneaking around the halls, and she ends up in the library. Super fun scene. I thought it was very like scary movie or Resident Evil to me because of the you're trying to sneak around and trying not to get seen. Um, but they do play a large, uh, like they they want you to realize like how silent she is because yeah, she's banging on things and she's like like. like moving around as quietly as possible, but, like, even the drops of her blood are louder than her, the way she's, like, maneuvering throughout the entire uh, scene. And I thought that was really freaking cool because you realize, like, what are you doing out there? Like, you, you, you're you a badass person, but you're a better assassin. Yeah. And that's where I saw the contrast where it was like, okay, she's a great warrior, but that's not who she is. She's little, and she's also an assassin, and that's what she needs Kudos to do. Kudos to Jack and Hagar because, I mean, you take back, you go back to the episode where... Uh, she's with Tywin in that in um, I don't know where they're at. Uh, Harrenhal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's like, "Well, he just said to walk out." And you see all the soldiers; they look like they're standing there, but they're actually pet, like spiked up on against the wall. Like Jack and Hagar did all that stuff silent, without making silent, a noise. yeah, without making a noise. So it's like, okay, what did she learn from him? You know? Yeah, and I don't think it's uh, either or. Like she's either a warrior or an assassin. I think she's great at both. But yeah. her skill, yeah, rely more on on assassinations and being stealthy and yeah it felt like a video game level where you're trying to you're trying to hide from like that perimeter guards that are just like walking a certain path and she's like going one way and see somebody goes the other way and then you know and i think this scene did added a lot to what we're going to see later like the 
big moment mm-hmm. and that a lot of people had problems with. But yeah, I feel like this scene was an establishing scene of like, hey, she's quiet. She's an assassin. Don't disregard that. Because you see her do like a quick like slide underneath the table and you don't hear a single thing. No. And she's under there and she's breathing and the drops of the blood coming off her eyebrow are like louder than... Then I guess a sword dragging on the floor because there's a bunch of walkers in there. It's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, they don't notice her until that moment. Yeah. Or do they? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have a barrack in the Hound roaming the halls looking for Arya trying to save her. Um, and then a door breaks down and it's Arya being attacked by a, a white walker and barrack flings his fucking flame sword That's over. That's right, dude. And impales that <laughs> walk. I was like, that is so freaking cool. And you can tell she's entirely out of it. Like, she's been knocked around a little bit. Um, but yeah, they pick her up and they start running around the halls. Um, Barrick helps them escape. It's a lot of chaos ensues in close quarters as they're running, trying to escape. And, uh, Barrick does get stabbed quite a bit Dude, in this little scene. I was, when he, in that scene where he's like holding off, I guess, the horde as the hound, the hound and Arya leave, he was getting stabbed so much. And then when I see him escape through the door with him, I'm like, holy shit, how did he. Make it out of being stabbed by these fucking zombies and maybe getting bit. Like Yeah, and he posts up like he holds yeah, the wall and saying. he's just taking all the stabs so they can get away. And then like there's so many of them that it just like pushes him through and he like takes off running again and uh, makes it through the door. Uh, but why? They run into uh, Melisandre as uh, we have Beric breathe his last breath and uh, Melisandre tells him he served his purpose. And I was like, wait, what the hell's going on? Like, I did not expect to see Melisandre in that room or anywhere there. Um, and uh, Arya looks at her and says, like, I remember you. And she's like, I, I know you too. She said, you said we'd meet again. And you said I would shut many eyes forever. And you were right about that too. She's like, yes, brown one, uh, brown eyes, green eyes, and blue eyes. And even blue eyes. And even blue eyes. And then they hang on to that scene. So you're like, oh, okay, what's up? <laughs> well, yeah, she, she tells her that and... And Arya just looks at her like, not not confused, but like just like, what are you talking about? And then Masajra gives her another look, kind of like you know what you know what I'm talking about. And then she runs off. And then Arya runs off. Well, I think it's the same scene, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Mm-hmm. She um, as the as the zombies or the walkers are trying to break in through the door. Uh, Masajra says to her, "What do we say to the god of death?" And Arya says, "Not today." And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then the, the Halo theme starts playing. <laughs> Uh, as far as this scene goes, like the missed moments, I think they they could have they they could have done. I felt like, like I said last episode, like my or yeah, my theory was like the Hound was gonna revive Beric and just kind of like use yeah Melisandre there, or she would be, revive him and you know just something like that. Like they could have they could have done that something more Lord of Light ish. Yeah, like where like because like Beric too, you know, because. Because we also, if we're going back to like the Hound kind of losing his shit, and Sir Beric's like, "What about her? Like, wh- why is Sir Beric like? He he doesn't even understand why. Maybe why he's like, what about Arya? And I'm like, oh, I get it. She's Lord, a Lord, uh, a Lady of Winterfell. Like, of course they're gonna protect her. This is her home. But I guess his purpose all along was that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it it they could have done that. Like, it, I think a lot of people would have been like, oh fuck this show because of that, or just thought it was a little bit too much. And I think they ended his storyline pretty well. So I'm not complaining about that, but I feel like just a little extra oomph for me would have been like he didn't even say anything when he died, huh? No, he just the little extra oomph would have been like minus hundred bringing me back, or even the hound being like get up your shit, or just just something, and then him, and then him coming back to life, and he'd be like, 
oh fuck like you know that would have been that would have been nice for me like just complaining about him being back alive and then right now that i'm thinking about it now because i only saw it once and i now that i think about it like maybe him just like dying off it was just like oh he's just a pawn in this lord of lights game he's just well there i brought you back enough times for this fucking point right here and that's it you don't gotta say shit no yeah, more Masanda did say that like that was his purpose yeah so th- we get a quick cut to Theon and his men holding off the dead, uh, surrounding uh, Bran, and then we get like you said that they're well, uh, the Ironborn are are natural archers. So really cool scene to have them like protect Bran with uh, by using their uh, bow and arrows. That's really really cool. And you also got to think about like just how close quarters they were um, with bows and arrows. Like they still had like a distance to cover the, the zombies did, but. They were just fast in killing somebody, getting a new arrow, like just like you know, and barely making it past their their lines where they had to use swords or anything. Yeah, I also want to look at the layout of like where that tree is at, and then how many entrances there are. I guess because there's there's like some walls surrounding it, but there's also entrances, right? Just mm-hmm. one, I think. Just one entrance. Yeah, but they were like coming in and going around the perimeter because it, around the tree, it was still like foggy and yeah. and and uh snowy so they couldn't they didn't have really good visibility on it and they show that when they're like they hear them but they can't see them mm-hmm. finally we we flash over to the night king john and daenerys fighting over winterfell on their dragons and that was one of the highlights of the entire episode was them like clawing at each other the and it's, it's and pretty shit. much viserion and 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 Rhaegal, like going at it first and uh you do see uh Rhaegal take a lot of damage with the the claws and getting bit, and but uh, Rhaegal was able to grab his face and rip off his jaw, and like it's cool to see the fire like leak out the yeah, side of his yeah. mouth and the side of even his in neck. the later episodes he's still breathing. You see the fire out here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was so freaking cool to see. And then uh, when you think the Night King is gonna spear John because he's on his he's fucking, fucking back, you know the last time he held the fucking spear, he's like fucking. Olympi- Olympian throwing this fucking spear. Gold medalist. Yeah, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Like, so he's holding it. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. No, no. <laughs> and Drogon dives in and grabs uh, Rhaegal by the neck and fucking knocks off the Night King. And I was like, that's so cool. And you just see his little face as he's falling through the clouds, like expressionless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there another moment also where I was just like, they can't kill him this easy. Come on. Like, I thought, I thought maybe he was going to fall and die. And I was like, I would have been pissed, but I was like, no, they can't, they can't kill him. Like, he's not going to die. Like, he's falling from the sky. He's not going to die. I know he's not going to die. I love the visual of, like, the, the, the spear going down with him at the same time. Kinda, <laughs> that was really cool. Uh, so Daenerys dives down and sees the Night King walking on the, on the just uh, across all the dead bodies and stuff. And she, call, she, she floats above him and just says, Dracarys. And I was like... Fuck yeah! I thought it was over, dude. I seriously thought it was over. Fucking flames. Spit and, hot fire. Yeah. Call that dragon Dylon, bro. And you just... And then as soon as they cut over to John, like, running towards the fire, I was like, wait. They... No, no, no. They didn't get him. And then sure enough, the flames just, like, disappear. And he has that fucking And he's got a smile. smile yeah. And he turns around and... Oh, he grabs his spear. Uh, and when he's about to chuck it at, at Danny, she rides off with Drogon. But, like, if I was Danny, I would have, like... Turned back around and just gone and fucking pounced on him or something, because like, you he had one fucking spear and he missed. Like, yeah, true. I don't know if he could make another one out of the elements or whatever. You never know because he's that fucking 
Night King, but uh, yeah, I thought he she should have gone back. But yeah, obviously Dragonfire doesn't phase the Night King, um, so John goes after him, and I thought that was a really cool scene. I'm like, all right, here we go, one on one. I just kind of want to talk this whole fi- burning the Night King, like the fire. Is there anything extra from this? As far as like what I mean, he can't get, he's untouchable. Uh, I just, fire? I just think it's like, um, I mean, we don't have an all here, so he might, he might have some insight on it. But as far as I, what I think is like, he's the winter. Like you're not just gonna take him out with a little fire, um, even especially dragonfly fire, a fire. Um, so I feel like he's just too cool. Like he's too cold, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything. Arnold Schwarzenegger. In, chill, chill, in Batman, yeah. right? <laughs> chill, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, 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 I just, I don't know. I, I thought, I guess it meant something and, more. And it's also like that magical shit where, like, maybe the only way, like, even if Daenerys would have come back and like had Drogon bite him in the fucking ass or something and like bite his head off, it wouldn't, ha- it wouldn't work because the only way you can kill him is to dragon glass or brilliant steel for whatever. Just that magical stuff, like. Yeah, so, uh, and the producer said, like, we never said Dragonfire would kill him, but we never, we didn't know that it would kill him, and we never said it would, so. Yeah. Take it like that. Uh, so, John goes after him, and the Night King turns around and raises the dead. Uh, raises the dead. I thought that was a really cool scene, because like, he's, like, like only uh, maybe 30 feet away from ending the war, and then he raises the dead, and John's surrounded. It's another scene where he's... <laughs> There's so many. I don't know. I don't know if there's so many moments, but moments of John like running towards something, and he's like, "I have a chance right here." Bran, I mean, uh, the youngest brother, Rickon, Rickon at the Battle of the Bastards. Rickon. He's running towards him, right, like to try to save him, and he's running towards the Night King, and he's just slowly raising the dead, and they're kind of just like raising up, and John's like, "Oh fuck!" Like, dude, work on your cardio or some shit, bro. Like, <laughs> he shouldn't have stopped. He just yeah. should have kept running at him yeah. nonstop. I. I expected, yeah, like you said, I expected a one-on-one battle. And right. I, and I wanted a one-on-one battle because we never see the Night King fight. And, like, I want to see how much of a badass he was because we've seen his generals fight before in Hardhome and John killed one of them, you know? Like, like he just has his arsenal behind him and his magic. And yeah, like, and know, that's all he does. Like, he doesn't... Spear. He does... We've never seen him in combat, and yeah. we never do, and I think that they missed that opportunity to have him fight. Even if he, like, beat the fuck out of John, that would have been awesome. Because, yeah. like, you're like, all right, what John, else is he going to Like, John stood his fucking ground. Yeah. yeah. Even even if he didn't kill John and just left him there on the ground and just, like, walked off, that would have been good. But I think people would have more problem with that than anything. Yeah, true. Yeah, we do get quick cuts of a Lady Mormont's eyes opening, Ed's eyes opening, um, the crypts. The crypts start to the the crypts. The, yeah, they start to break open, and the body start the old Stark family starts to come <laughs> back. And I'm like Jesus Christ! So it was. It is Stark ancestry. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And it and it's, it was crazy because like while all these things are going on that we're talking about. They're still fighting in the Winterfell, like inside the castle, like inside the castle itself, and like the courtyard and the on the walls. You see Brienne and Jamie and Sam. Everybody's still fighting. Grey Worm just fighting off hordes of the dead, and you see they're kind of like the dead are kind of dwindling down. Like there's less of them, and then the Night King does that, and the people that were just that just got killed come back alive, and they have to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. 
Fuck, and, dude, the restlessness. And you see, you see Jamie's face, like, oh fuck, like he's just like they're all tired, covered it, and I love the way they looked, just covered in blood, exhaustion, and, and like, just strung out. Yeah, and it just, and it did give that sense of like, fuck, hopelessness, like. Yeah, I felt the same way, especially when the generals walked through, and uh, I was like, fuck, man. But then I did think, like, they were, I thought at one point, everybody who had a Valyrian steel sword was going to fight a general, and I was like, all right, if this is the way they go out, this is the way they go out, but I thought it was going to be, like, one-on-one against all the generals, but nope, they head uh, into Winterfell, and they head towards Bran. Um we do see uh, Daenerys saving Jon as he's being uh, surrounded by the dead. Uh, she lands Drogon for some weird fucking reason, and Drogon gets overwhelmed and knocks Daenerys off. And I thought that scene was incredible. It looks so good on my TV and on, on my iPad or whatever every time I watched it. And uh, I love the effect of like all the dead on top of Drogon, and he yeah. flies off, and he shakes it off. I'm like, oh, man, the animator must have been yeah, fucking Yeah, just furious. like the infestation of the dead. and Dude, yeah. It was awesome. Awesome visual. Yeah. And I think she landed because she didn't expect it to be, to be surrounded that quick. At least because she got surprised from, from the rear where, like, she's looking yeah, she in front of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's looking in front of her and, like, she's talking to John and John's like, Brands. And he's like, she's go, go get him. Like, go help him. And then that's when she realizes that people are, are behind her and they come on Drogon. She was like, can I be queen? He's like, not now. And she flies off. <laughs> so, yeah, she falls down. And uh, right when you think Daenerys is going to get uh, attacked, Jorah comes to her rescue and starts to fight off uh, the dead that are surrounding them. Um, and this jo- is where I was like, is Daenerys a fighter? And I, I mean, she's trying to hold her own. She did okay. Yeah. Like, towards the end. Uh, they were talking about this scene where Jorah is defending Daenerys and and that Emilia Clark kind of didn't want to be the damsel in distress. Like, she wanted to help uh jorah at that moment uh, but it was also uh yeah, not what whatever jorah's actor's name like that was also his moment to be like the savior um and so they kind of had to balance have a find a balance point of like jorah defending Daenerys, like the person that she that he loves and that she's the he's, queen he's like faithful to yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. but also have uh Daenerys not be just Oh, I'm defenseless. Or, yeah, yeah, because yeah. she is she is the mother of dragons. Like mm. she is all these things that that she talks about, and her picking up the sword and like fighting alongside with them was I thought yeah. it was a good touch. Yeah, it was. I picked that up too. John walks through Winterfell and sees his friends uh, being attacked. He looks over at Sam, and Sam's being overwhelmed, but he knows he can't stop, so he continues and leaves them on red. <laughs> um, and yeah, see, he has to get to Bran. And you right. see the hesitation of him, like, take a step towards Sam and then, like, thinks about it and, like, <laughs> and just, like, w- walks off. So, <laughs> he, he said, John could have been like, you cost me Gilly. I'm not Gilly, but what's the chick's name? The redhead? Igret. Igret. And <laughs> yeah. you got me killed, motherfucker. <laughs> Deuces. And uh, we also see uh, John get cornered by Viserion. Um, and cue the slow piano music, and you know shit's about to go down yeah. once they cue the music. And then also within these this piano music, this sad piano music, like how many times John evades the blue fire, dude? Like, like three times, thirty-five times. He's just like every other chance he's like hiding beneath. I mean, he understands his castle and his area and stuff, but it's just like fuck. Like he just can't get away from it. Yeah, like, he's cornered. 
and this is uh <laughs> what i was telling you guys that i love uh the way this director does his uh his battle sequences or like the way the, the way he follows a, a character like john he did in the battle of the bastards also where he's like finding his way through through the through the um, through the crowd and then like the horse comes in and takes out that guy and then he goes and talks to another guy and he gets killed so he's just moving like through the thing and the camera just stays on john for the longest time and he did the same thing in this episode where he's walking through winterfell he sees his friends he looks over it's his point of view of seeing brianne and jamie fighting and then gray worm and then sam being on the floor and then him going through the corridor and fighting his way through the corridor corridor it collapsing on him. Yeah. Him getting back yeah. up. Like, it's just that that type of camera work. I I love it just because it shows you, like, yeah, we're going to follow the main character through this fucking journey. And, yeah, when he gets into to the courtyard and then Viserion's just breathing fire, it's like, oh, shit. Like, he, how's he going to get there on, on time? Like, you know? like, And it also portrays, like, I mean, as a, the standpoint of like a professional uh, actors and like cameramen, I'm sure it's not one take. Like, imagine how many times they have to like. This is one giant sequence. If we fuck up, we'll do what we have to do it again. Yeah. So if there's like a wrong step or it didn't come out right the way he wanted it, all right, start from the top again. So he's walking. I'm sure there's different takes walking through this mess. But you know? it feels like one. Besides yeah. the cuts to like other characters, no, of like, course, it that's feels why like it's one. Like, it's one complete take sequence. But I'm saying like the amount of times to get it perfectly how he wants it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like redoing these things. That shit's crazy. Uh, so Sansa, during the whole piano music, pulls out a dragon glass dagger. Um, and a lot of people online were saying that she was going to kill herself. But I thought she was going to like take a stand. Um, I, for I, a second, I, thought they were going to kiss. I don't know why. Well, he kisses her hand. Yeah, I thought they were going to like straight make out French geese, you know? I think it was because of the conversation of them like saying, like, oh, they're talking about their marriage before. and like, mm-hmm. uh, What would you have done if like Tyrion just like... He's like, oh, fuck. Here it comes. He gets the bag of wine and whips his dick out. <laughs> and he's like, it's not going to suck itself because that's how he wanted to die, dude. I thought you were going to say, what if he like stabbed Sansa? Like, like they agreed through eyes like, all right, kill me. I don't oh, want to no. live for this. I put the, the bag of wine and then his dick and I was like, is he going to put his dick inside the bag of wine? What is he going to do? Oh, no, he just pulls it out and just like. <laughs> yeah, the him saying like he wants to die with like at eighty with a belly, what wine is belly and a girl's cock around his mouth, <laughs> a girl's cock around his mouth, <laughs> mouth or, oh, a girl's mouth around his cock. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's two thousand. No, it's fifteen thousand. Whatever the fuck. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the fucking time it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so. Getting back to this dreary ending. Um, yeah, Bran comes out of his warg and tells Theon he's a good man and thanks him. And you pretty much know, like, Theon's done <laughs> yeah, like, at this point. Yeah. And uh, Theon, like, turns around, picks up a staff, and charges over uh. to uh, the Night King. Uh, Night King stops him short, stabs him in the gut, and the freaking stick that he stabbed him with goes straight through two layers of plate mail and, a, and his torso. Ridiculously powerful. I thought um, I thought jo- I'm sorry. I thought uh, Bran was giving uh, uh, Theon permission to leave. Like I feel like jo- the- Bran was like, "Hey, you're 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 a good man," and I thought Theon was gonna be like, "All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. Leave you alone with him." <laughs> yeah. uh, so I kind of I, I kind of had that feeling of Bran being like, "It's okay to leave," like you know, not 
<laughs> Imagine just like the, uh, through the Night King and his his army. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm get, I need to go back to to the castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I thought he was gonna. He was. He starts running at the Night King. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, uh, he's gonna start. He's gonna try to kill him. But in my head, just like the comedic like uh, thing that I saw in my head was him like uh, charging, but like away from the Night King. <laughs> and just, Run, like, bitch. <laughs> or him playing dead, like in Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty cool. His mom. Great, mom, you're doing great. She's just there, like I'm not doing anything. She's all this fuck. She's all fever ridden. <laughs> yeah. So the Night King approaches Bran. They stare at each other momentarily. A draft of wind brushes one of the White Walkers' hair. Arya springs out from the back, and the Night King turns around, catches her by the throat, grabs her dagger hand, which means that both hands are being used. She drops the knife or the dagger, catches it, and stabs the Night King in the chest. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I lost my shit during this part. And I was like, checkmate, motherfucker. <laughs> and he just shatters. And his that whole army so just fucking, fucking incredible. shatters. Viserion um, crumbles. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, John stands. like he. I guess he just realizes like they're going to lose. So he stands face-to-face with Viserion. Like, kill me, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Was another missed moment. I, th- I thought like maybe if... They would have shown, like, if John was immune to fire, like Daenerys is, like, as a Targaryen, like, in this moment where they could have had Viserion, like, spit fire at him. And well, it's not nothing. every Targaryen. And his hair turns blonde. And, it's nothing, not, and nothing happens to him, like, you know. It's not every Targaryen, though, is it? No, no. It's specific ones yeah. in the family. Yeah. See, that's, this, is, this, is my, this was the point that I was going to make of, like, the Night King. Like, oh, a dragon burned him. Is he Targaryen? No, I think it's just you know a magic mean? thing. It's just magic thing, but yeah. that's why I'm saying like I'm sure it would have burned John. Like I don't think every every single Targaryen is immune or yeah. not immune, but you know, yeah. But we could have burn sensitive. We could have we could have seen like if he was if he not. was yeah. And um yeah, I'm just saying like that would have been that would have been a cool moment to be like people see that and be realize like why didn't you burn like you know what's going or on? He gets burned. He, oh shit! He's I guess he's yeah, not immune. Either, <laughs> either he burns and dies or. <laughs> He doesn't get burned, and it'll be like a cool moment to be like, "Yeah, well, guess what? I'm Tycarian. Didn't want to tell you. Just wanted to wait till after." Yeah. I mean, the books, and they said in the show, like that, in the making, like when Daenerys first burns the first well, one, first two times, they said she's not fireproof; mm-hmm. she's just burn resistant. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was that. But that would have been a really cool reveal. Uh, I mean, I would have enjoyed it. Um, Jorah dies uh, in Daenerys's arms, and then Drogon comes in for cuddles. That was pretty sad. Yeah, I like I like the moment where they just like kind of hovers over them, cuddles over them. Yeah. So we cut to Melisandre walking away, and uh, <laughs> Davos is pretty determined to execute her, and he has his hand on his sword and follows her outside, which is weird because like she's facing north, and the attack came from the north, but like the battleground is like clear. I don't know. The reason I'm saying that is because like the sun was rising in the west, in the yeah. east, sets in the west. So and the sun's on this side when she's like walking straight out. So it has to be north. I'm pretty sure she also goes to the main gate, right? Like that's in front yeah. of where the entire battle started, right? I believe yeah. so. Well, I mean that's 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 the because all the zombies were dust were were crumbling to dust and just blowing into the wind. So maybe they just well not blew all away. of them, just the White Walkers just they crumble. The other oh, not the dead. dead. No, oh, they're just dead, right? Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Fuck. Yeah. So she pulls off her necklace, goes out old and naked, and just still get it. <laughs> no. Does she just falls in the snow, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a great ending. And just the screen goes black, credits roll, 
There's and too much. Also, episode. I want to pick one more thing. There's too much of me trying to make connections of shit. Like, oh, the Night King is he Targaryen? That bullshit. When when she drops her necklace or whatever, and it like shuts off. Before I saw that part, like, and she told Arya, oh, or Arya's like, you told me that I would shut eyes forever. I was like, oh shit, is she gonna be the next like, be able to wear something like that and just like age, you know, not age as much or whatever. Like when she has it on, like her, like Melisandre. I was thinking of shit like that, and I'm like, yeah, not too much of a reach. Yeah, and I was wondering like why she had to die or why she was dying, and I guess it makes sense if. The Lord of Light was telling her like, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna find the prince that was promised, or like you know all this prophecy that she was talking about at the beginning. Um, like it was it was her destiny or her like mission to defeat help defeat the Night King, and once she's done it, like she can rest now. Be- I mean, also her prophecies that she knew about didn't go past ending the Long Night. Yeah, so maybe that's what and and it was ended her life. And it was uh." And I think you kind of saw that when in that ep- that season where she takes off the the next for the first time and becomes old. That was after she lost all her like hope in in the Lord of Light. So she kind of like was already giving up. And then when she finds out like Daenerys and Jon are going to go fight the Night King, like, that's when she comes back and helps again. Like that's when she believes again. Yeah, that's our episode. So do you? Arya, you happy about that? Her fucking being the one? Okay, so I, I am. I like it. But I don't know if this does anything for the books. Because the books speak of the prince that was promised. And the whole Duncan Egg prophecy. And Eris having the heir. Which had to have been... Uh, Rhaegon... Rhaegal? No, wait. What's his name? The brother. Dad, John's dad. I'm drawing a blank. Rhaegon? Rhaegon, yeah. Um, and Lyanna. So it had to come from his lineage... Um, and I, and it has to be John or Daenerys. Like there was nothing to do with Arya. But then again, like because like her whole all of Melisandre's purpose was to find the prince that was promised or the 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 one who's going to end the long night. And she th- that was the prophecy. And this is what like totally throws me off. And I'm like I I don't I don't care. I was happy with that Arya did it because I fucking love Arya. She's my favorite character. Um. But yeah, I don't know as far as like the 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 end of the books goes. Yeah, I, I felt like they could have done a lot more with the Night King. Like it was good the way he died and stuff, but he never he never fought. Like it was always that thread in the back of everybody's mind. Like besides Cersei and stuff, and and like they were, he was supposed to be the big the big bad guy, and now it's I guess Cersei is the big bad guy. Like true. And I had asked on our Instagram, at Laugh and Death Podcast on Instagram, um, like what your thoughts were. Uh, let us know. Our Maester Manuel said that he's, he was okay with it because it's not going to be the books aren't going to be spoiled now because they totally disregarded the prince that was promised, like prophecy. So yeah. I guess book readers have that thing to look forward to. I'm not going to read the book, so fuck that. <laughs> um, and then Nensasar12, uh, he said it was a huge fuck you to the book readers. I gave it four out of five, four out of ten, and that's because I'm being nice. So I'm guessing it was the same thing of the whole prophecies and mm-hmm. stuff going on in the books that isn't going on in the show anymore. And it makes sense of, for them to change the show and the books because, I mean, I guess they still want people to read the books and not just copy it directly or do that ending. So yeah, I saw yeah. a lot of people talking about the pupils of the Night King, like 
you actually saw like the, the black dots the black, in his yeah. eyes. Um, and Rick, Rick called it out. He's like, did you ever notice that? I'm like, well, he always had the black dots. He's like, no, his eyes were always just solid blue. I was like, yeah, maybe in the daylight or whatever. I don't know. Maybe because he got burnt by the dragon fire. Who knows? Or maybe it was just the effects wise where they were like, this looks a little better. Like, let's clean it up. And, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as episodes goes, it was really good. Um, cool I to like, watch. I like it. I like it. I'm ready to it watch good. the rest. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for the next thing because, like, what are, where do they go from here? They lost the majority of their army. How are they going to take on uh, Cersei? Um, and you're on. The fleet, like, ugh. I mean, there's still what three more episodes. Yara's still yeah. at the Iron Islands. Yeah, but I don't think she has much of a fleet. She probably has to have done something. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, hopefully, Rhaegal and Ghost are okay because we didn't see them fall. But they are. They they're they're in the next uh, preview for the next episode. Oh, okay, very cool. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of A Song of Laugh and Death. It was over season eight, the series finale, episode three, the long night, the battle at Winterfell. Um, let us know what you guys think about this review and uh, check us out on YouTube.com slash laughing death. Make sure to comment on what you thought about this episode and what you thought our perspective was. And we want to know what your perspective is. And check us out on Instagram at laughing death podcast. We try to engage with you guys and we ask questions so you guys can some we, we submit a type of like, oh, ask a question so you can submit your question to us and maybe we can talk about it, shout you out on the podcast itself but thank you guys my name is alex i have fern david and then we didn't have manuel but shout out manuel we always have you in our thoughts you, homie. and our prayers thank you guys chick's dick in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> that was great <laughs> hey you never know don't knock it till you try it don't knock it till you try it